True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm your host, Justin Fraser. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Matt Faircloth. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate thank you having for you. having me, Justin. Thank you, thank I, you. You know, I had a lot of ideas about what our first show would be like for, for this podcast because um, obviously we have so many uh, stories to tell. Oh, I did God. not expect that coronavirus was going to be what we'd be talking about. I know. There's a lot you and I could talk about right exactly. now, but, but that's what we should talk about. Absolutely. So, and yeah. so so we will fill future episodes with with all our great stories of, of uh, what we're You mean I get to come on. back? I'm allowed we'll to come back to see how this one goes. We'll, we'll see. see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how you do. Right. I don't know about you. I don't know. First time um, podcaster here. We'll yeah. See. Well, folks, if you don't already know, Matt Faircloth is uh, my <laughs> business partner on uh, most of the uh, real estate that I own, uh, mentored me through my first apartment syndication Woo-hoo. a few years ago, um, and uh, currently I am asset manager with uh, on Matt's projects, and we own uh, Matt almost 700 units together. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's been climbing and, and growing and, and lots of really, really good stuff going on. It's been a really cool adventure. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. Uh, and so, you know, th- the audience knows a bit about my story already. Um, if you could give a very quick uh, bio and background on yourself, we'll have all your, your information up on the website, your social uh, and all that. Um, and then we're going to jump right in because it's so, so important to talk about how uh, landlords and, and property owners are responding to the coronavirus. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, got started in 2003, really, when my girlfriend, now wife, got to me to read, got me to read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, as many other real estate investors got started because of that, uh, got started investing in a house hack, which they weren't calling it back then. They just, you know, it was just a rental property that I lived in. Uh, it was a three bedroom, one bath with a couple of buddies living there. Uh, fast forward to me quitting my job when Liz and I got married and uh, living off of her income to start a real estate investment company. Uh, and never look back from there and, and have built as a portfolio of small multi and single family homes and office complexes and 
you know, as the, uh, you know, as more and more equity and more and more investors came to us, uh, we learned how to structure deals on larger and larger projects and um, have been able to take down larger apartment building deals and development stuff and, and um, really interesting projects, a lot of which is documented in my book, Raising Private Capital, that I was lucky enough to get to write for um, uh, as a partnership with BiggerPockets.com. Uh, it's been an Amazon bestseller and it's something that I put a lot of what I know about raising money out of our own networks in, and it's something I'm very proud of. So that's, that's a quick bio on me. Great. Yeah. And, and it really is an excellent book. And if you have not listened to it, that's called raising private capital, uh, get it on Amazon or bigger pockets. Um, because it's definitely, definitely a game changer when it comes to thinking about how you can raise money for your apartment column or any kind of deal. Um, and just framing yourself as, as a cash provider or a deal provider. So uh, thank you for that, Matt. Um, if you guys want more on Matt, uh, check out our website or also his website, derosagroup.com. Um, but let's jump in, Matt. Enough of the preamble. Let's mm -hmm. talk about um, let's right near – we're, we're sitting here towards the end of March uh, 2020, and uh, we are about a week away from, from rent collection what's supposed to be rent collection coming in here April 1st. <laughs> what well, is um, normally, that's normally the day normally, the rent comes in. Yeah, normally, normally the first. Right. Normally it is. Yeah, so you've yeah. got, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of units here, um, many mm -hmm. that we work on together. Um, and of course, the coronavirus is uh, causing massive amounts of unemployment. We don't even know the extent of it yet because numbers no are not idea. out. Uh, we know that. Um, causing a lot of people to stay home and it exactly. causing a lot of people to be afraid of going out. Right. So, the service industry um, pretty much decimated here. Um, yep. So what what do we do about that? As landlords, what are you doing about the coronavirus and how are we going to respond to this? Panicking! <laughs> running for the hills! Oh my God! What are we going to do? Just hiding. I'm, uh, so I've, I've got lots of gold coins and a shotgun and I'm there just you go. Living, living in my basement now. I haven't showered <laughs> in five days and I'm living on uh, living. That's on true, camp. by the way, to everyone it listening. Is. That is I true. Know, you can smell me from here. <laughs> and, I'm and I'm living on cans of cream corn and I've got, go. I've got 300 pounds of rice sitting next to me and prepared for the prepared prepared for the for uh the walking dead toilet no, paper for the next seven years right I'm, i have all the toilet paper oh, I've, it's I've all in your house nationally <laughs> and bought it all up from oh, all the man. stores and had it shipped to my home and you know I'm, I'm i legitimately why, need paper towels right now and i cannot find any and so we're just I have it yeah, i'm, I'm coming to your place <laughs> i built a silo in my backyard i, I, I got all that and, and i bathe in purell all the purell you can't buy i have it's, it's in my faucets oh, okay. i put it in my sink it's in my mm. it comes out of my sink fixture that's what no, happened to it that's not what I'm doing. What all I'm right. doing at all that, all that is a joke. And so I'm not doing any of that. I'm, and, I, and if you have done, if your listeners have done a little bit of the panicking and maybe they did buy a little more toilet paper than what they need, mm -hmm. I'm not joking. I, I'm not teasing you. I'm just making light of the, of the crazy situation that we're in right now. Um, so what I've done after I, you know, panicked and had a, a holy crap moment and stuff like that, as I think that we all should have like a holy crap moment, I got into action. Um, and we uh, reached out to anybody that would talk to us, first of all, any other landlord, including you um, and, and other property managers. And as, as you know, Justin, we had a, like an all call with about a, with a lot of landlords that I like and respect um, on Monday. And just did like a collaborative, like, hey, what do you guys think? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Do think? Um, and we just talked about a lot of possibilities. And we talked about what we believe the government programs are going to look like. Um, and we talked about strategies, including reaching out to our lenders and asking them for reprieve. Um, I just got word that not only is our most lenders that we work with are open to a reprieve on payments for a couple of months, um, our insurance carrier 
is open to a reprieve on payments or at least a reduction on payments for the next couple of months. Excellent. Um, exciting. Um, uh, that's now that's not the ones that you and I work with in the apartment buildings. That's that's on some of our small stuff. But our next now that I know that they're open to it, my next reach out is to make some phone calls. Is, is to the is to the guys that finance that that insure some of our larger stuff too. Um, so uh, so that's that. Uh, we're also obviously reaching out to our property managers. Um, at a great call with our guy uh, that runs a Slate House Group that runs our, our New Jersey and Pennsylvania properties. Um, got a, an idea of their plan. Their, their angle is monitoring government programs and, um, and how those programs are going to affect our tenants. Um, that's their angle. Um, the property manager we deal with in North Carolina, I would say that their primary angle is human safety. Uh, and it's good. I mean, they've got a strong maintenance protocol. Uh, they've got workforce protocol. They've got tenant interaction protocols, rent payment protocols, things like that. Um, so they, I found their plan to be very systematized and things like that. And the property manager you and I deal with in Kentucky is taking a whole different approach on it. They're just like, listen, tenants, I, we all know you're getting some money uh, from the federal government. And so we're going to offer you guys the deal of the decade and give you guys a really, really sizable rent discount um, if you pay your rent uh, in, in the first week of April, um, which I think is attractive because as you know, tenants are about to get a lot of money. Um, they're going to have choices on what to do with that money. Some are some choices that they could do with it are responsible, some are not. Um, and so the responsible choices they could make would be paying their rent, paying their obligations, paying their utilities. Um, and there's also not responsible choices they could make, which you could probably make a list of. So uh, our property manager there is offering a sizable discount for rent payments paid on time. Um, which I think is a great deal. You can't beat it. Even though evictions have been stayed for now, that doesn't mean the rent's not due. Um, and the Correct. rent is due. It just means that we, that we can't evict for the month of April, but we can evict when, when once, the, once things start opening back up, uh, right. even for April rents. It doesn't mean and, rent, rent's free in April. It just means that landlords can't evict for the month of April. And, and we are still moving forward with our eviction proceedings on all of them. We can't file, we can't get a court date, uh, but you better believe that our paperwork is bundled up and submitted the way it should be on the date that it should be so that when thing when the logjam breaks and things start opening back up again, uh, we'll be ready to go. Depends on the state you're in. Like in New Jersey, you can actually send the paperwork in and it is processed in the order it was received once they open, right? So um, in, in most states, it actually pays to just go ahead and get paperwork turned in. And yes, you can't have an eviction hearing. Um, they can't process your eviction paperwork, but as soon as they open back up, they will. Um, it's actually very foolish uh, for tenants to view a lot of the things that are coming down from the government saying like, you can't file eviction on tenants. Um, and again, I'll, I'll get to my empathy side for a second here, but let's, we also have to be reasonable adults here. And this isn't just free housing expenses um, or anything like that. This is like, you do have to pay, or even if your landlord's willing to offer you a payment plan or offer you a discount. So um, even if, even if they're willing to offer you discount, uh, you know, discounts or offer you some sort of a reprieve, you know, even if we get a reprieve from our lenders, you know, we're still going to have to pay those mortgage payments, just not for the next couple of months. Right. Um, and what's interesting is, if we get a mortgage reprieve, that doesn't mean that our our expenses for the property goes to zero. Something like 60% of the revenue that a landlord makes goes to non-mortgage related expenses, real estate taxes, um, uh, you know, maintenance, payroll, staff, people, people, human, co human costs. So there's a lot right. that goes into running multifamily. It's not just a mortgage payment. 
Absolutely. Um, so there are, you mentioned other expenses. And so one thing that we are doing is evaluating where we can slow down or stop some of our sort of discretionary spending, um, both on the construction side and on the ongoing operation side. Uh, we just met with our property manager this afternoon and talked about um, cleaning. You know, we, we go in and clean a lot of our hallways pretty frequently uh, at one of our properties uh, that we're going to dial back. And instead mm -hmm. of every two weeks, it's going to be every four weeks. And mm -hmm. yet there'll probably be some more cobwebs and maybe a little bit of more mess, uh, but it's going to put more cash in our pocket. And to your point about that mastermind call that we had uh, a few days ago, it circles back around to keeping as much cash as we can in our bank account. So that to weather we the storm. And this exactly. isn't for our pockets. This isn't right. like just lining our pockets with more cash. This is just to get us through what's in front of us. And then, and I should also note that it's not through like a lack of pride of ownership that we're not going to do cleaning services as frequently. It's just that we've got to make sure that we've got the cash to maintain the property. Cause as much as like the tenant would like to think, you know, that, 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 that we should be able to just reduce operating costs to zero. If our mortgages go to zero, the fact of the matter is it still takes other expenses to run a property. And the last thing a tenant wants, um, is, is for the, the place they live, this is their home, um, to either get foreclosed on by a bank or for it to not be able to be maintained properly by the right staff. Um, it were properly insured if there was an issue or anything like that. I mean, they, they need those services that we're paying for behind the scenes as well. So it's a it's a, it's a win-win. If we can get some cash, we're able to pay or reduce some expenses, we're able to pay for those things. It benefits the tenants too. Absolutely. And I really view it as redirecting expenses because uh, heading into April here, uh, we've got property in North Carolina. Things are mm -hmm. start to get warm and those air conditioners start to get switched on. And every time we switch on the air conditioners, there's, you know, there, there's an expense. Something is going to break. A few of them are yeah. going to be down. A few of them are not going to fire back up. we need to be able to fix up. them. We need to be able to fix those things because we care about our tenants and also because it's our obligation as our tenants to fix those kinds, for our, as our landlord, as the as their landlord to fix those kinds of things for Absolutely. them. And we need the cash to be able to fix air conditioners, to fix roofs and fix windows and, um, and to have the resources to pay payroll to do that stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, if I am a landlord of any sort of multifamily property, let's say even on the smaller side, four to 10 units, um, I can take a lot out of what uh, you just suggested because number one, you suggested stay calm. Uh, number yeah. two, uh, action, yeah, mm -hmm. action mode um, and reaching out and, and reaching out to other property managers uh, or, or owners. And so if you don't have a network, find a network, go through something like bigger pockets or uh, build, lean on your peers. And uh, you're already listening to the pot, this podcast. So hopefully you've got someone that you can reach out, reach out to me, be happy to talk to you. Uh, but, but find that network that you can lean on and, and share some ideas with. Um, mm -hmm. The next thing you talked about is trying to reduce costs. So we talked about uh, getting talking to our lenders, talking to our insurance companies to see where else we can cut expenses. Um, and then of course, uh, we, we want to direct where we're spending our money. So safety issues, um, heating, cooling, those are going to be our priorities and we're not going to spend on, you know, if we can cut back on the lawn mowing, we're going to cut back there um, and just re reprioritize. Um, yeah. What else? Get what us through the storm. Yeah. What else can we do here? Um, you can, uh, let's see, we talked about networking with other landlords. Um, I, I don't believe, again, it's it's March 24th right now today, yep. yeah, March 24th. It's not quite time yet to start looking for new opportunities, but it will be soon. Um, and so I, I think that right now is a time to stabilize and a time to um, to just try and 
batten down all the hatches that we have in front of us and, and to keep every, and just to try, just try and get everything through the next couple of months. Once we get through those months and, and as we get closer to getting towards the other side of those, of those few months um, is the time that we start uh, that, that we can start really pushing um, to, um, you know, to, to for new markets, pushing for new opportunities. And I'm not, again, I'm not a shark. I'm not a take advantage of other people's misfortunes, um, but I do think that this um, situation will shake some reality into some people that have been thinking about selling for a while. Um, I'm not looking to steal any properties from anybody. I do not wish, I do not hope that the multifamily market crashes and that and that I get to like scoop up bar, bargain basement deals as a shark from the bottom of the water. Um, not looking to do that because I don't wish failure upon my fellow other landlords. You know, I've seen some posts on Facebook about that, about like, Oh, I'm licking my chops and I'm going to mm-hmm. go and buy lots of multifamily and all that. Well, okay. I don't think that's going to happen. First of all, if you've been, if you've been sitting on the bench, waiting in the market to crash, um, I don't think that's that, that you're going to get the kind of deals you think you're going to get. That said, I think that people that have been thinking about selling are going to get way more realistic on their numbers. And I think that you might be able to buy a deal that, Oddly enough, sounds crazy. Cash flows the day you buy it. You know, um, maybe there's deals out there that make money day one um, and, may, and make a lot more fiscal sense. Maybe aren't like, you know, you know, just just absolute millionaire maker each deal that you buy and just it's like going to be plucking fruit off a tree. It's not going to probably not going to be like that. But I think there's going to be more realistic sellers. Yeah. So, um, so speaking to, to just to move that conversation a little bit, let's yeah. say, um, and, and we have this for two of our properties here that we, we got something under contract pre-corona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the 20 unit in Virginia and we have this property in South Carolina that we got under contract pre-corona and closing is set for after sometime in the next few months. Yep. What do we do about that? How do I, how do I look at this deal that I have under contract that I thought that was a great deal a month ago? Is it still a good deal? How do I know? I would recommend pushing closings on anything that's going to close in the next couple months. And then I, I would push any closing back two months. Um, that's from now the deal that you're talking about, South Carolina, South Carolina was supposed to close July for June 1st. I'm going to recommend that we close August 1st on that one. Um, because I think that that'll give us, uh, I, I'd like to have two months to look at what I want to see what his April rents look like, you know, um, under the safety of due diligence and under the safety of, of getting our deposit back. Um, so I want to see April rents. I want to see May rents before we start, before we start raising money, you know? Um, and I think that we got to have the courage to go to that seller and say, Hey, listen, you know, this is what we need given this crazy market that we're in. Um, this is what we're asking you for. And if they are not willing to do that, to have the courage to say, okay, thank you for your time. We're not interested, you right. know, and to what we have the courage to walk from the deal. So what you're saying is we- Things have changed in the last few weeks and we can't look at it through the same lens and we have to reevaluate. Well, I don't even know if our offer price is going to change or not. I'm not trying to position it that way to say like, oh, we're going to, you know, lowball and steal this thing now or whatever. No, I mean, I just need to see what his collections look like. And if he's able to maintain a reasonable collection rate, given the situations, um, then that'll be factored in. Um, if the collections fall off the charts and drop like down to a third of what they were just last month, then that'll get factored in too, you know? Yep. Um, but I think it'd be, I think we're foolish to charge in and act as if this thing is going to blow over in a week. Um, I, I think that we need to move forward under the understanding that this could take us a few months for things to correct themselves. Absolutely. All true. The, the other factor is, is getting loans on these properties. We don't know 
what lenders are going to do right now. Do you know what lenders are going to do? Any indication if, if, if I'm looking for a deal right, if I have a deal right now, you know, can I use the same terms? Any ideas? I Well, I've talked to some lenders. Um, if you've got an attractive deal that you can show revenue after April 1, um, that, 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 that the coronavirus did not affect revenue um, fundamentally after April 1st, then I think that you're going to be, I, I think you're going to be in good shape because I can tell you, I've been quoted by small community banks are quoting me in the low threes on interest rates. Wow. Um, the, uh, a, a lot of like, you know, Fannie and Freddie and those guys um, are, are out there talking about um, like, like a mortgage forgiveness. So if you've got, if you've got a, uh, a property that's covered by Fannie and Freddie, um, uh, you know, now they're talking about mortgage forgiveness. If you agree to not file eviction on your tenants, they will forgive mortgage payments. Um, and that, so I, again, I talked to our mortgage broker that handles our big stuff. Um, he's bullish on Fannie and Freddie's ability to get into deals. So he'll like agency deals are still being done. Uh, there's also still bridge lenders that are doing some deals Now they're not all jumping out and they're not all jumping out of the, out of deals. I mean, some bridge lenders, are, are just shutting down and walking away from any deals that are out there right now. I heard of deals last week that, uh, led, I mean, like they were like at the closing table about to close, you know, and the lender walked off the, the lender, the lender, the lender canceled the deal. Um, pretty much at closing day of closing lenders were canceling. Deals. Wow. Wow. So, um, uh, that's tough stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't imagine being on the other side of that. Cause you know, you don't, who knew, uh, who knew that this was going to happen right. like three months ago when you, when you start engaging in a deal, who knew? Right. So, so I think that they're interested, but you got to just be really careful um, and make sure your financials factor in some, like the call, like the Corona factor is factored into your numbers. The Corona factor. I love yep. it. I love it. Um, all right. I think we're going to end here. We're going to have a follow-up. I'm sure probably in the next two or three weeks here, I'd love to have you back on sure. and talk more uh, basically as after April 1st. And let's talk about what, how things are different here in the next few weeks. I think we're going to see some big changes um, and I'd love to, to get your perspective and, and follow this as we go. I'd love to do a follow-up. I mean, this cool. will be one of the things that people can listen to to learn uh, years later on, on how we handle this now. Absolutely. Real-time documentation. It's going to yep. be really great. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you again, Matt, for joining us. Uh, if you did not catch his info, uh, com. Uh, raising private capital book on Amazon and bigger pockets. Uh, anything I missed there, Matt? No, you're the man. You're the man, Justin. Thank you so much for having me here. Looking forward to having more conversations with you and your audience. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.